We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in the LakersNation.com live post-game show slash podcast. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. The Lakers, oh my, pull out the win. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. Talk a bit about that tonight, I'm sure. No D'Angelo Russell and the Lakers still managed to go into OKC and get the job done. It wasn't always pretty. But this was an important game for the standings, an important game for the playoff push. Final score, 123-117. to 117. Now, OKC was also a bit shorthanded, missing Shea Gilgis-Alexander, among a few other players, including Kenrich Williams. Um, so they were not at 100% either. But bottom line, the Lakers, without their top three players probably, go into OKC and get the W. This is exactly what the Lakers needed, a win against OKC. This was the must-win game here. You look at the standings, it matters a lot. Troy Brown, highest scoring game of the season, 7 of 10, 4 for 7 from 3, 19 points, 4 assists for him. Nice bounce back after a poor shooting performance last night. Mo Bamba, 22 minutes, 12 points, 1 block, 7 rebounds. He played well. Dennis Schroeder, 37 minutes played, 26 points and 6 assists for Schroeder. Nice performance from him. Austin Reeves, five of five from the field. One missed free throw late, robbing him from another perfect game. Just had one a couple of games ago. Eight for nine at the free throw line for Austin Reeves. 19 points, four assists. Lonnie Walker coming off the bench. 13 points in 18 minutes. He'll take that. Ultimately, the Lakers, so important that they get this one. And they did. Getting the job done in OKC. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Oh, Looks like I was over on my other screen. My camera is all out of focus. Let me fix that. Let me fix that. There we go. That's better. I was so excited. I didn't even bother focusing my camera here. So those of you watching over on YouTube got the blurry version of me. Um, yeah, I, this is this was a stressful game throughout. If you joined us on playback and you watched the game live with us, myself and Sean Davis were over there on playback, um, talking all throughout the game. We did the LakersNation.com uh, live broadcast. And <clears throat> this was, it was a stressful game to get through. It was not easy. And the Lakers found a way to get it done. So we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. Super duper Laker fan. Let's jump right into it. Said, I love me some AD but his health seems detrimental to our future. In your opinion, is Austin Reeves, Christie, and D'Lo a decent core to build around moving forward? So you're asking, do we start looking to the next generation of, of Lakers players? LeBron, obviously suffering another injury. We haven't heard. He went back to LA, didn't go to OKC. Um, we don't know the full extent of it. We don't know exactly when he'll be back. We've heard reevaluated in a few weeks. Anthony Davis, randomly, we find out, this afternoon, AD's out, not playing against OKC. Right after Darvin Hammond said he expected everybody to play, even in back-to-backs. Something isn't right there with that whole situation. And I'm curious to see what Ham says post-game. 
something is not right because Darwin was talking yesterday about how everybody was going to play and he expected everybody to play in back-to-backs as long as they're healthy. And then today he talked about how this was planned. This was always the plan. They've been planning this for weeks, that this is just about managing Anthony, Anthony Davis's injury and all that, which is fine. If it's, hey, we're not going to play him in back-to-backs because he still has that stress reaction in his foot and we think that it could cause a bigger problem. And so we've made the decision we're not going to play him in back-to-backs. That's fine. But then why say last night he's going to play? Something's not right. Something's off. Either he misspoke last night or something changed between last night and today. And suddenly Anthony Davis is out. And then this brings us to a bigger point here. The Lakers got the win tonight. But sometimes you need to look at, like, all right, right now results matter, maybe over process, right? Getting the win is what matters most. That was the most important thing. They got the win, so great. But in terms of process, I don't know what the Lakers' thought process was exactly here. But if you went into this back-to-back set saying, we're going to sit AD out, he's not going to play both games, why would he play the Memphis game between the two? That doesn't make sense. The Lakers were a nine-point underdog going into that game. Why would you burn AD in that one? You're not catching Memphis in the standings. You're not. So forcing a loss onto the Grizzly standings, well, yes, you want to pick up as many wins as you can. That's important. But putting there's a double bonus here by beating the Thunder because you put a loss in the onto the record of a team that is directly competing with you for positioning right now in the Western Conference in OKC. You're not competing with the Grizzlies for positioning. You're not catching them. So the more important game for the Lakers is OKC by far, because not only are you adding a win to your record, but you're adding a loss to theirs. So it was incredibly important that the Lakers won this game. It's important. It would have been nice to win that game against Memphis, and they had an opportunity to do so until they turned it over 26 times. Insane, but that happened. Um, It doesn't make sense to play him against Memphis and not OKC, which is the more important game. So if it really was, hey, this was always the plan, we've been planning this for weeks, then why would you go into this back-to-back set picking that game? And maybe there's something more to this that I'm not seeing where there was a, a specific reason why playing in Memphis made more sense than playing in OKC. Maybe it's you didn't want to have to travel on Thursday and then play Minnesota the next day. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Fly back to back to LA and then you had to play on Friday. Maybe there's something there. I'm guessing. I'm reaching for straws here. I don't, I don't know. Because on the surface, if Darvin is right with what he said today, that they always knew that he was going to miss this game, And then he apparently either misspoke or just forgot about AD in his comments yesterday about players expecting everybody to play in the back-to-back. Why pick Memphis to be the game to play? Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But to get to the question, Reeves, Christy, D'Lo, a decent core to build around moving forward. There's no superstars there, but those are some decent young players. And that's really what the Lakers have done here. What they did at the trade deadline was they made moves that help them this season, but also help them for the future, which is critical because look, we, even with this win, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to make it into the postseason or not. Still a long way to go. And so you needed to make sure the trade deadline. And I thought this was fantastic. The way they executed this, you make moves that will help you now and help you in the future. And that's exactly what they did. Because if you make moves that just help you now and the wheels continue to fall off and you don't make the postseason, well, then you just gave up future assets for nothing, right? You didn't make the run this season, and that's it. They got guys that can help them going into the future, so long as they're willing to pay to keep them. So I wouldn't call that a core to build around. I think those are some nice pieces, but you're not building a team around those three guys necessarily. Those are nice pieces, though, to start with, and then you're looking for star-level players to add to them at some point. Doesn't mean you have to get them right away, but Kyle Hampton. Much better. More of that for sure. Now, again, let's get a streak going. Yeah, get another one. They had a three-game win streak. Lost to Memphis. Now picked up another win. Now you got to go beat Minnesota on Friday. Hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully, you'll see Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell 
in action for that one. Have a feeling D'Lo may have a little something extra for Minnesota. Muffin Brick said, Dennis, iron ankle Schroeder. That's tough. Man. There was a moment there. Dennis Schroeder drives into the paint in the first half, steps on the on the foot of a Thunder player, and it looked like his ankle bent so badly his ankle touched the floor. It was nasty. It was nasty. And we all just threw our hands up and profanities spewed from our mouths and we, we cursed the Lakers' poor injury luck because that looked like a pretty serious injury. Like he's out probably weeks right? Uh, he stays in the game, finishes the game, and has a tremendous night. I don't know how. It's like he's got a Wolverine healing factor or something. That, turning his ankle that badly would have kept most players not only out of the game, but they'd be out of action for a long time. And what's crazy is this happened once before this season. Dennis did this, and I, I don't recall which game it was, but Dennis did this in a game earlier on in the season where same thing ankle touches the ground and he gets back up and finishes the game and then plays the next game. Like it's not like sometimes with ankle injuries like that, they swell up afterwards. And so then while a guy, maybe he finishes the game, but then he misses the next like two or three games or whatever. Um, He didn't do that. He played the next game. He just kept on going. I don't know how he does it. Um, His ankles are just made out of different stuff. Apparently crazy, crazy stuff from him. Uh, Gabriel said, give Rui 12 million in the off season, then send him in a package for Dorian Finney Smith off topic, but just a thought great win today. Hopefully AD really is just resting. Rui made some really nice plays today. In fact, there was a moment I looked at the box score. Um, I believe it was in the third and I went, man, the Lakers, they really needed more from Rui Hachimura in this game. They needed him to step up. And then it was like, Back-to-back-to-back, great plays from Rui. Uh, A loose ball, he forced a tie-up. He wins the jump ball. He gets a big block on the other end uh, after the Lakers score. Gets a block shot. Goes racing down the other way. Gets the dunk on the break. He was making some big plays defensively. I like the way he was rotating. Uh, He's not a perfect player. I I wish he would finish a bit better at the rim. And sometimes I wish his, his shot had a little more arc in it. It's pretty flat. But he also hit a big three late for the Lakers. He... He was just fine. He really turned it on late and helped the Lakers win this one. Ultimately, nine points, nine boards, three blocks. 27 minutes, and Rui earned each one of those minutes, um, especially in the second half. He really came up big for the Lakers, and that was fantastic to see. As far as sending him in a package for Dorian Finney-Smith, the question is, what else do they want? What else does Brooklyn want for him? I mean, he's a good 3 and D wing defender. $12 million in the offseason, if you're getting Rui for that, I think you probably feel okay with it depending on which version of Rui you get. Cliff said the plan to fit to sit AD sounds fishy, but thanks to the role players for a critical win. Yeah, Cliff, it it something is not right there. Something does not. I'm hoping that what it is, is Darwin just misspoke when he talked about, eight, about everybody playing in back-to-backs and it was just a mental error. And that's what it was. I'm hoping that that's the case. That that's That's all it was. And he just wasn't thinking about AD because in his head, he had already factored him in as being out and all of that. And it wasn't that something drastically changed between last night and and today's game, meaning there's some sort of injury going on with AD that they're just not saying, um, which I don't think would be the case at this point. Um, Or, or that, you know, this was, if this was always planned again, that, that throws into question why, why sit him for the game that they did? It didn't make a lot of sense. Even he was asked about it before the game and the explanation didn't really make sense either. So, um, yeah, something is off there. And again, my hope is that the answer is simply Darvin Ham just misspoke last night and that's, and that's it. But bottom line, the Lakers got the win. That's what they needed. Uh, Reed said Ham needs to play Mo more. He was big tonight. Yeah, I liked what we saw out of, out of Mo. Uh, he he really stepped up in this one. I thought there were a couple plays even where he got the ball in the middle of the paint and then turned and fired out to a shooter, which showed a little bit better court recognition than what he's known for. thought he did well on the boards, had a really nice block, uh, knocked in some threes, did some good things for him. And I understand why him went with Vogel, or went with, went with Vogel, went with Gabriel down the stretch, using that versatility, 
using his switch ability to help cover the three-point line because the Thunder are such a good three-point shooting team, um, or they can be really dangerous from there. So I understand the decision there, but I thought Bamba showed out pretty well, and I was impressed with him, and uh, and I think he's he'll continue to earn himself more minutes if he keeps playing like that. Uh, Drop Top said, my boy Hachimura made some good plays and game. He absolutely did. Absolutely did. I, I just talked about him, so I won't rehash, but he was excellent. J-Dog said, great win and really helps our standings. Any thought on AD's situation and Ham's statement? Yeah, again, I, I just went into that, so I won't rehash there. But as far as the standings go, the Lakers currently sitting in the 11th seed. Sitting in the 11th seed, New Orleans, just half a game ahead of them. But that's right now. New Orleans and Portland are playing at the moment. The Lakers and Blazers are tied in terms of game back games back. So what's going to happen is either, depending on who wins, either the Lakers and Pelicans will be tied at 30 and 33 if Portland wins, or if the Pelicans win, then the Lakers will have separation from Portland and um, New Orleans will be one game up on the Lakers. My preference, if I had to pick, and I put this out there in a tweet earlier today, um, I think you can make an argument either way. But every day I've been putting out a tweet at Trevor underscore Lane of what Lakers fans should be rooting for. I'm rooting for Portland to win this game. And I've seen the argument made that, well, the Lakers play New Orleans again. They don't play Portland again. You'd rather see Portland lose and New Orleans win. I'm leaning more towards I want to see New Orleans lose this game because the standings, for one thing, it would tie you up with, with New Orleans. I think either team taking a loss helps you, obviously. And then somebody's going to lose this game. But either team taking a loss helps you. But when you factor in the pick swap situation, I think I'd rather see if I had to pick between the two, I'd rather see the Pelicans um, lose the game. And then on top of that, their strength of schedule they have a much easier schedule down the home stretch than Portland does. So I've got more faith. And look, New Orleans has not been playing good basketball. They've lost four in a row, but they also have an easier schedule. So especially if Zion comes back, I have more faith in Portland, given their difficult schedule or more difficult schedule, losing games over New Orleans. So I would rather see um, Portland win this game personally. That's my pick in terms of who I'm rooting for right now. And currently... We get a peek at the scoreboard. Currently, it's 43-42 New Orleans with six minutes to play in the second. So, close game. We'll see what ultimately happens there. All right, let's get into this. Let's do this here. Superstar of the night. All right, the superstar of the night. Obviously, no LeBron, no AD, no D'Lo. But for the Lakers, superstar of the night in this one. You know, there's a few players we can look at. Austin, 19 and four, five of five shooting in just 25 minutes. How do you only play 25 minutes? Um, you look at Troy Brown, 19 and four, just like Austin, seven of 10, four of seven from three in this game. But I'm going to go with Dennis Schroeder. And I can make a strong argument for Austin, can make a strong argument for Troy Brown. But Dennis Schroeder, 26 points, eight for 18 shooting, three of six from deep. Seven of eight from the free throw line. Austin was eight for nine there, but six assists for Schroeder, two steals, played a lot more, but I thought Schroeder made some critical plays down the stretch when the Lakers needed buckets. Austin did too. If you wanted to tell me the pick should be Austin, that's fine, but Schroeder was a plus 16 on the night, miraculously heals from this ankle injury, guts it out, and I thought that mattered to the team, showing the team that, hey, we're going to battle through this. And so I'm going to go with Dennis. Now, he did get picked on a bit defensively in ways that Austin didn't. So once again, you want to tell me it's Austin. You want to tell me it's somebody else. I'm open to ideas here. This I'm not locked in here, but I thought Schroeder was good today. I thought Schroeder made some big plays down the stretch, getting himself to the free throw line, hitting some big shots when the Lakers really needed it in crunch time. I don't think they win this game without him. So I'm going Dennis Schroeder for the superstar of the night. Uh, Shea. Said three of, out of four ain't a bad start. Yeah, look, we said they can go two and one on this road trip. We're pretty happy. And despite all the stuff going on with AD today, they got it done. They went two and one on the road trip. We'll take it. What's the next projection over the next five to six games with D'Angelo Russell close and AD rested? Appreciate your work and coverage. Well, thank you. I, I do appreciate the kind words there. All right. So the Lakers schedule, the next five to six games. So you have Minnesota coming up on Friday. Minnesota just beat the Clippers last night. 
boy, the Clippers looked terrible in that game. They they just they were awful. Um, seemed like they couldn't get any, they just couldn't get shots to drop. But the Lakers get Minnesota on Friday. They get Golden State on Sunday. I think this is a good thing that they're getting Golden State on Sunday because Adrian Wojnarowski reported today that Steph Curry could return sometime during the Warriors' upcoming road trip. And the Lakers, I believe, are the first game of that road trip for Golden State. Um, yeah, they have two more games. They play the Clippers tomorrow. They play New Orleans second night of a back-to-back on Friday. And then they've got the Lakers. They start the road trip there on Sunday. Then they go OKC and Memphis. My hope is that by the Lakers having the first game in the road trip, Curry won't be back for that, whereas he'll be more likely back for say, the final game of that road trip against Memphis. Um, ideally, he's back for the game against OKC as, as well, and we can see those two teams battle it out. But in any event, my hope is that the Lakers, in their game against uh, Golden State, will not have to deal with Steph Curry because uh, that would not be what you want to see. Then they get Memphis, Toronto, New York, at New Orleans, at Houston. So New York is playing tremendous basketball. They're on fire right now. They just beat uh, the Celtics the other day. They beat the Brooklyn Nets tonight, beat them handily. And fortunately, there's that game isn't until March 12th. So you got a week and a half there. So hopefully the Knicks cool off sometime between now and then. You're going to need that. But Minnesota on Friday, Golden State on Sunday, those are important games for the Lakers. You can get wins there against those Western Conference opponents. Memphis, of course, that's a tough game. Toronto, you need to pick up a win in that one. Coming up on the 10th, New York is going to be a tough game. Uh, New Orleans is a must win. So look, if you go, I don't know, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. In the next six games, then you get to play Houston. But six games, if you go four and two, you're feeling pretty good there. And maybe that's asking for a lot for a team without LeBron. If you can go four and two, and as long as your losses are to, let's say Memphis, who you're not directly competing with, and then either Toronto or New York. Let's say New York because they're playing better basketball. If you go four and two over the next six and your losses are to Memphis and New York, that's pretty darn good. That's pretty good because you've put losses onto some of your Western Conference opponents with Minnesota, Golden State, uh, and New Orleans. Those are the three important games to win in that stretch. Again, go four and two. You're feeling pretty good there if you can get that done. Florence said LeBron getting hurt. Um, Every time there's a noon game, any every early game, master lock them. I don't like, you know, I love that our overseas fans, particularly in Europe, get to see games at a, a more reasonable time. So that's fantastic. Um, but it's just, players are just kind of out of rhythm because they're used to playing in the evenings, those early games. I'm not a big fan of them, but uh, again, but I do like that our overseas fans get to see them. Yo, so would have liked to seen Christy get a crack at Giddy. But I'm glad we got the win. We kind of need another big, but Jake Jay Huff got signed, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought it was going to happen earlier in the season, but Jay Huff, finally, somebody came and poached him off of the Lakers G League squad. Washington picks him up. So Jay Huff leaves the Lakers system. Uh, Max Christie did get some minutes in this game, not a lot. And I wouldn't have minded seeing him on Giddy. Max only played six minutes, and this was one of two shooting. Giddy was a problem for the Lakers. And they, again, if you remember last time the Lakers played OKC, they put Pat Bev on him. And it was it did not go well because Giddy's big. Um, it was almost like a lesser version of the Patrick Beverly on Ingram, Brandon Ingram uh, matchup that we saw previously where Pat just got torched because Ingram's like a foot taller than him. Similar concept there with Giddy and, and Pat Bev. And the Lakers put Schroeder on Giddy quite a bit. And that did not work. I mean, he was giddy was getting to the rim and then just finishing over him. Um, he's a good player, but I would have liked to. And the Lakers eventually made some adjustments, but I would have preferred to see other players get a look. And Max Christie certainly could have gotten more of a look at him because there was a point where Giddy really got going and it was almost reminiscent of Jaw, the way he was just getting to the paint, getting to the rim pretty much whenever he wanted to. It looked similar to what Memphis did. The Lakers were able to finish some stuff there, though. And, uh, and switch up. All right. Anime dude said, pick win tonight. You know what's up with AD, Trev. Again, Darwin is saying this was a scheduled thing. Hopefully that's the, I hope that's the case. I hope he's fine and it's a scheduled thing. And that's it. And it was something they had planned and just Darwin forgot. Or whatever. And that's why he said he was going to play in back-to-backs. I'm hoping that's the case. 
because the alternatives are much worse, right? Where, uh-oh, he picked up an injury against Memphis, and now that's why he sat out or something like that. Hopefully, it's just a scheduled thing. He's good, and we'll see him on Friday. Alex, such a gutsy win. We needed this one. Austin, Rui, and Dennis really stepped up. Agreed. Agreed. They definitely did. Definitely did. It was fantastic to see multiple players step up when the Lakers needed it so badly. This one says, Mo, 12 points, three of four from three, seven boards, two steals, one block, but keeps Wayne. I'm assuming he means Wenyan in. Just give Mo some more minutes. Please, OKC coach is master lock for hack a player. That's interesting. Um, that The Lakers actually benefited from that hack up, right? Because Jared Vanderbilt hit both of his free throws. Wenyan knocks him in. Um, yeah, it, it didn't didn't hurt the Lakers. It actually helped them. It gave them free points. So, I mean, it's maybe it's a little annoying, but it worked. Actually, worked in the Lakers' favor because they hit the free throws. Uh, Mo was yeah, Mo was good. Mo was good. I liked him. I liked it, but I understand too why when you've got a lead and OKC, the way they can hurt you is with their three point shooting. You want the guy that's going to be a bit quicker covering on the perimeter and closing out in there. I understand that why you would, you would stick with, with Wenyan. So I don't think that was necessarily the wrong decision, but for the minutes he was out there, I thought Mo did, did look good. And part of me thought maybe you do go back to Mo to finish things out just to help you out on the boards. But I understand when you're going into, you're trying to get stops on the defensive end, getting the most versatile player out there is probably going to matter in crunch time. Maddie James, can we please see more Mo when Davis returns? So we have better rim protection. Yeah. If he keeps playing like he did tonight, I don't, Look, I think he earned more minutes tonight. Also, look at all the attention he was getting when he was in the paint on offense, and he's not even AD. Yeah, the Thunder were definitely paying extra attention to him in there. Uh, he's he's big. I mean, you can see that clearly on the floor. He takes up a lot of space. Um, there was the one play he went up, and he got called for a charge, but he went up to dunk a ball and kind of got undercut. But um, he's, I mean, he gets up. He gets up. So he is a presence there. And like I said, I think he played well enough tonight to where I would expect to see him getting minutes against Rudy Gobert potentially on Friday uh, with the Wolves. If not uh, against Nas Reed, you know, he's been been fantastic as well for the Wolves. And that's how the Lakers, or how the Wolves really burned the Lakers in the past is with Reed coming in and giving them all kinds of problems. And so I think Mo is going to be called upon a lot to try to deal with that situation. He's going to have a big... Big opportunity on Friday. I think the Wolves, we talk about matchups and why Memphis made sense to go with Wenyon. Um, Friday is a Mo game. Very much a Mo Bamba game. And I think this will be his chance to really earn the trust of the coaching staff in Friday's matchup. Uh, Bruce, Lakers can't afford to load manage AD anymore. We just got lucky tonight. Our opponent was OKC, no Shea. We need D'Lo back next game and start to push for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, what? They got an OKC team that shot 28% from three. OKC does a pretty good job generating threes. They took 40 of them. They just, they didn't hit very many. And some of that you give credit to the Lakers defense, but some of that it's it's a make or miss league and OKC fortunately missed. And so the Lakers do escape with a win. It's a win they needed, but yeah, they need AD back. They need AD on Friday. They need D'Lo on Friday. It's a big game. It's a big game for the Lakers coming up on Friday, just like this one was against OKC. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Matty James, does the squad know how to play defense, box out, or stay connected to shooters? Too many wide open shots. They do, but remember your your whole rotation. Like, not only did you get, you've got six new players in at the trade deadline. So that right there is going to lead to some level of issue, right? Some some level of just confusion on the defensive end of the floor, simply because guys haven't played together enough. So that's going to be a factor. Right, you're you're gonna expect some bumps in the road just from that. Then once you get everybody in and you start to get going and you start figuring out, okay, these are our rotations. Here's who's coming in when, who's gonna be on the floor together, all that sort of stuff. Then suddenly it's, oh wait, LeBron's out. Okay, well that changes everything. Oh wait, D'Lo's out. That changes things even further. Oh wait, now AD's out. So when you see defensive miscues, again that doesn't explain all of them, but you have to expect some of it because defense is so it's so important that all five guys are on a chain, that they're all linked, that they're all thinking the same thing at the same time. They all understand exactly what their coverages are because NBA offenses are so good at recognizing any mistakes made by a defense and exploiting them. So on defense, it's incredibly important that all those guys are totally in sync and you're going to see some mistakes when you've got everything the Lakers are, are dealing with right now. That said, I thought they competed defensively all night. Uh, well, most of the night. There were a few moments where I thought they let down on defense, but most of the night, I thought they they competed, and I thought they did a as good of a job as you could expect on the defensive end of the floor. Um, OKC had some opportunities where they burned them. That late three by Isaiah Joe was inexcusable, where the Lakers just didn't recognize that he was down the floor. But ultimately, they got the win, and they did enough there. Jay said, y'all got to remember this next time Dennis has an off night. Always good seeing the ball in his hands at the end. Lakers undefeated in March. Yeah, there it is, right? March 1st. So Lakers are undefeated in March. Yeah, we had this conversation on playback. You know, Dennis, if he is your starting point guard, are you a contending team? Are you feeling great about that? Eh. Tonight, he was fantastic. But over the course of the season, you can get a handful of these games out of Dennis. Maybe you get 12 games like this out of Dennis over the course of the season. And he's done this a few times already for the Lakers and helped, and it helps them out tremendously. He tends to step up more often than not when LeBron's out, when guys are out, like Dennis tends to be that guy to step up. And so that's, that's fantastic. But while you might not be stoked to have Dennis Schroeder as your starting point guard all season long, if Dennis is essentially a backup, which is what he is when everybody's healthy right now. And you've got him on a veteran minimum. You're feeling really good. Like if you've got a guy who can come off the bench on a veteran minimum or can step into the starting lineup and give you 26 points and be a clutch free throw shooter and get you six assists and do all the things that he did tonight. That's great. That's fantastic value for the Lakers. So even when he has even when he has an off night, even when he has a rough performance, which we do see from time to time with Dennis Schroeder, you still have to remember, relative to his salary, he's giving the Lakers excellent, excellent value because very few minimum players can give you a night like this where Dennis helps you get the W. Super dope hip-hop. Would love to see Austin Reeves shoot more. 51, 38, 88. 67% true, true shooting. Lonnie, 11 free throw attempts is big. I'd pay to bring him back over Rui if I can only keep one, especially if better money-wise. So 
Austin, yeah, would like to see him shoot more. He was, I think, with D'Lo out, LeBron out. He's more in facilitator mode. We're seeing that a bit out of Austin. But Austin made some really smart plays to get himself to the free throw line, which, as you mentioned with Lonnie as well, was important. Lonnie just playing with with force, getting himself to the basket, and getting to the free throw line. When you've got all these guys missing, sometimes you just have to find a way to manufacture points. And a great way to do that is to get yourself to the line. Austin was excellent doing that today. So was Lonnie. Made a big difference. Made a big difference. I mean, you look at the two of them, right? Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker were 16 of 20 from the free throw line. 20 free throw attempts between the two of them. That's huge. You don't, you don't win this game without that. And there were moments where the Lakers offense looked clunky, which to be expected, given that you're missing your starting point guard, you're missing LeBron, you're missing AD. You'd expect the offense to look clunky at times, and it did. And Austin, Dennis, Lonnie getting themselves to the line helped to smooth that over. It was fantastic. Fantastic to see. Um, as far as Rui over or Troy, Lonnie over Rui. Yeah, I mean, Lonnie looked good tonight. Lonnie's looked good the last couple of games. He's playing with everything he's got, right? He's heading into free agency in this summer. He's been out of the rotation, so he's... He's got a lot to prove right now. He's got a lot on the line right now. So he's giving you everything. And at his age, if you had to pick one and Lonnie, if Rui's going to cost you 18 million on a four-year deal, which I don't think he is, but if it's if it gets crazy for Rui, make the argument to bring back Lonnie instead. All right, let's do this. Let's go to this one. Star in your role. All right, the star in your role award. Oh, people are complaining about my Cowboys cup that I've got. My wife is a Cowboys fan, guys. I'm, I don't necessarily fall in that category. I just have the cup. Um, all right. So the Star of Your Role Award. It's got to go to Austin. I was going back and forth between Austin getting Superstar of the Night and, and Dennis, and I gave it to Dennis. Star of Your Role goes to Austin Reeves. 19 points, um, one turnover despite handling the ball a lot, being asked to be the point guard quite a bit tonight. Uh 25 minutes, but five of five, eight of nine at the line, one of one from from three, made big plays on both ends of the floor. Austin Reeves gets the star in your role. And Mo Bamba is, you know, he's in the mix there. Troy Brown in the mix there, right? There's other guys that we can look at, but I got to go, Austin. He was a steadying presence for the Lakers tonight. Made plays getting to the free throw line. Lonnie, of course, in the the mix as well. But going Austin with star in your role. Matty James said, can we please have elite players that are dependable? Can't rely on our superstars to be there game in and game out, injury prone. That's the way it's been over the last few seasons. And that's also something that's become a bigger talking point around the NBA in general. has been how many stars are sitting out games, how much load management there is. Um, and I think a lot of times there's that frustration gets directed towards the players themselves. When that's, it's not, Usually the players making that decision. It's usually the team. It's the medical staff that makes that decision. Typically, I know this sounds crazy, but players want to play basketball. That's typically what they want to do. Um, but teams are telling them to sit out. I mean, according to Darwin, that's what happened with AD. AD was upset and frustrated about having to sit out this game. And the Lakers said, this is what we think is best long-term. Now, is that good Darwin be covering for AD or something? Sure, it's possible. Teams do that from time to time, but... And I'm not saying every single player is demanding to play every game and teams are you know, being the bad guy and not allowing them to or whatever. I'm sure there's, there's unique situations, right? But I think in general, when a player is sitting out, the reaction from fans tends to be anger and frustration towards the player. And I think most of the time that's misplaced. Most of the time it's not the player. It's, it's the team that's trying to get them to do that, to sit out because they want... They have the metrics and things that show them that, okay, this guy's higher risk for injury tonight because of fatigue levels. And look, Portland sat Dame and, and Jeremy Grant because they were sitting on a runway, stuck on a plane for too long, and that raised their injury risk. So they sat both of them. Um, it's the teams often doing this. And so that happens where, you know, we're, we're directing this frustration at a player's lack of availability at the player for load management when it's not always the player. As far as the injuries, though, like LeBron's 38. You expect injuries to pop up. AD, he's got a long history of them. You know it's going to happen. Um, it would be nice to have 
guys who are superstars, who are top five in the NBA and just never miss games. It's just not reality, which is, it's part of why, not in today's NBA, which is part of why, um, you know, you can argue that, look, LeBron and AD suffer more than their fair share of injuries. And it's problematic. It's really tough for the Lakers, and it is. But it's also part of why I'm a believer in not going for the three-star model, even though you might say, well, if one star is injured, then you've got another one to take his place. The problem is you're so weak across the rest of your roster that it becomes one star and a bunch of veteran minimum guys who perform like veteran minimum guys because that's what they are, and, and kind of dead in the water anyway. So I prefer what we see with this Lakers current roster build, which is since they've made the trades at the trade deadline, they've added more depth and having the depth to be able to win without some of these players. It gives you the opportunity to do that as we saw tonight. So I think that's becoming depth is becoming more important in the NBA rather than just, we need stars who are made out of adamantium or something like that. Um, it's sure, it sure would be nice. And I do think LeBron and AD, miss a lot of games and it's and it should be a concern but the grass isn't always greener i mean look at zion right zion's missed a ton of games Kawhi misses tons of games paul george misses tons of games right a lot of guys miss games that's the way it goes uh johnny i see potential for max christie man i love him yeah the lakers do too the lakers do too oh no oh no Whew. All right. Unfortunately, I got to hit this. Breaking news. Dave McMenamin of ESPN, D'Angelo Russell will miss a fourth straight game Friday against Minnesota because of his right ankle sprain. Russell told ESPN asked if Sunday versus Golden State was a potential return date. Russell said, we'll see once we get through Friday. The hope certainly for the Lakers was that AD and D'Lo would be back for Friday. That will apparently not be the case. You know, the Lakers took D'Angelo Russell on the road trip, hoping that he would be able to play. Um, it was still, it was that fluke, bizarre injury where he stepped back onto Dante DiVincenzo's foot. Last time Lakers played in the Warriors on D'Lo's birthday and turned his ankle. Dennis Schroeder's ankle turn from this game looked way worse than Delos, but you just never know what's actually going on in that ankle. And so now the fact that they're saying right now that he's going to miss Friday's game, that's not a good sign that it's recovering that quickly. Who knows? Will he be back Sunday? That man, that hurts right. Right. As we're sitting here talking about stars being available and all of that, no D'Angelo Russell on Friday against Minnesota a game, which when you th would think he'd be fired up to play in um, after Minnesota trading him away, and that's another must-win game for the Lakers. Man, that is rough. That's awful. Awful, awful, awful news for the Lakers that they're going to be without D'Angelo. So no D'Angelo Russell, no LeBron James for Friday. Fingers crossed on Anthony Davis, and hopefully he is available to go Friday. Man, the injury bug just will not leave the Lakers alone. They just can't seem to catch a break. Um, in terms of injuries, and it is, you see this team they put together, they've got a good team, but got to get healthy. And man, I was really hoping, really hoping to see uh, D'Lo play on Friday. Man, that's awful news. Awful news. Oh, man. Super dope hip-hop. Said Lonnie, 45-38-87, 18 per 36. Austin Reeves, 67%. True shooting guard efficiency was on fire. Yes, it was. They were absolutely tremendous. Uh, Dante, I think it was they pay AD, play AD in the Memphis game to try to get that win, not play in the Thunder game since there's no Shea, two for the price of one. I understand that, that line of thinking that, hey, we think we can beat OKC without AD. Let's see if we can steal a win in Memphis and get both. But I think that's discounting what OKC is. Even, I mean, you saw it tonight. That team plays hard. That team gets up a lot of threes. They, they play fast. They don't give up at any point. They execute really well. Their coaching staff is fantastic. Their in-game tactics are fantastic. How many times do we see the Thunder 
uh, the Lakers get up five, Thunder call it a timeout. And then next thing you know, they come right back out of the timeout and run off a 7-0 run to reclaim the lead. Happened a few times tonight. That's not a team you can mess around with. It's not. It's not a team where you can just assume that, you know, we look at their their roster and go, oh, they're not that good. They, you know, they're missing Chet. They don't have Shea. Okay. Should get a win, right? They play at a level that's better than the sum of their parts. When they lose games, typically they're just not as talented as the other team. They don't get outworked. And with their three-point shooting, they can beat anybody on any given night. So I don't think it's a game that you can look at and just say, well, this is a win. We've got this one in the bank. It's not what OKC is. And that's credit to them. And I think, and look, it worked out, but I think you're playing with fire. If you just looked at that matchup and said, well, this, this one we can get without AD. They did it, but that's kind of results over process in my mind. Chris, AD played to the Grizz, so they'd have the chance to win against a harder team and an easier team. Also to rest him longer before Friday's game, almost won both. Yeah, again, that's, that's the thought process. And you do get now two days off before Friday's game, which is important. It, again, it worked. But I think it's dangerous. I think it was dangerous that they did this. It worked out for them, though. Uh, same thing, I am Harris. Grizz was on Tuesday, three days till the Wolves game. Dante, maybe Lakers got bad news on LeBron earlier, hence they saw no reason to push AD with the season being in jeopardy. Hopefully that's not accurate, but maybe if they got mo- news that LeBron's, you know, out for a while or something. Julian, I don't see why Devon Reed isn't get a, getting a look. Well, they have a lot of guard depth. Right? I mean, are you playing him over Lonnie right now? He's 6'5 with good defensive instincts. Braun's out. You need size. What's your opinion on this? I wouldn't mind seeing him get a, get a look. I mean, he's an interesting player, but I'm not playing him over Lonnie. I'm not playing him over Austin. I'm not playing him over Dennis. I'm not playing him over Beasley. So the, the Lakers, they still have a lot of guard depth. So finding those opportunities for him isn't easy. I mean, people have been clamoring for Max Christie to get minutes, and he got, what, six minutes tonight. Are you playing playing him over Max? Because that's that's really the decision that you have to make if you're going to play him. Who's he getting minutes over? It's not that he's not playable. It's are the guys ahead of him better? That's the issue right now. Mohammed said we finally have a well balanced roster. AR fifteen. Austin Reeves deserves his flowers. Ham was slow to adjust as always. This will hurt us in a win or go home situation. Yet he was. I thought Ham eventually made adjustments. Eventually, but we did see Giddy looking very John Morant like the way he was getting into the paint and how they were getting him into the paint. And um, that caused problems for the Lakers. That caused problems. Dennis Schroeder always stepped up when stars are out. Thomas Bryant stepped up or Troy Brown stepped up. He said on this uh, Rui hasn't been what we need him to be. Mo looked good with three and D with D'Lo and AD. We can make a run. I thought Rui was good this game. Um, wasn't great the entire game, but stepped up in crunch time. And I thought he made some big plays for the Lakers. Uh, with D'Lo and AD, they can make a run. I think they can still get into the playoff or play-in mix with D'Lo and AD. But again, now you're missing D'Lo for Friday. Now you're missing D'Lo for Friday. Mike, the constant AD drama isn't worth the handful of games he can play amazing. Time to move on after the season. I've seen a lot of people share that opinion. The question is, what do you trade him for? Right, If you're going to look to trade Anthony Davis, what do you get? Realistically, what do you get for him? Knowing that he's got injury issues and teams are going to discount him because of that, what are you getting for him? And I know you can look at it and say, well, Rudy Gobert got, yeah, but as soon as that trade went down, teams around the NBA went, what's Minnesota doing? Right? You can't assume that just because Minnesota overpaid to get Gobert by a lot doesn't mean teams are going to be willing to do that for AD. Minnesota overpaid by a ton. I think that's the outlier trade. That's not where the bar is set now. Uh, Maddie said, really frustrated with Ham's decision to go zone and then his late rotations in the first half. Ham was trying to junk things up as much as he could because he kind of had to. There was a, a time where he went zone out of a when the Thunder called a timeout because he knew the Thunder were drawing something up to attack a man defense and hopefully going zone that possession would throw them off. It uh, didn't work. Thunder wound up getting, I think, a dunk out of it uh, off of a backdoor cut. But it, I understand why he was trying different stuff because when you're in the situation the Lakers are in, you do everything you can to throw your opponent off. Throw in a zone, mix things up, do crazy stuff just because you know that you're lacking firepower in this situation. And so you might have to kind of junk up the game in order to get the W. 
What are Dennis's ankles made of? Adamantium, apparently. This is the second time this happened this year, and he just bounces right back. It's unreal. Again, here we've got we've got D'Lo is out again, and Dennis Schroeder's ankle looked way worse. Way worse. Not even close. And uh, I'm sorry, D'Angelo Russell, not Schroeder. D'Lo is out again, and he's missing Friday. You just never know what's going on inside that. It can look like it's not much of a tweak and ends up being a lot worse. Muhammad, Troy Brown haters, eat your hearts out. Well, Troy Brown caught a lot of flack at the last game. Def- defensively, Troy Brown was okay against Memphis. Offensively, not so much. He really was good tonight. For like Again, season high in points. Can't complain. All jokes aside, a win is a win. We need a better showing against the Wolves. More showtime, Rui. No D'Lo now, but yeah, they do need a win. Against the Wolves, if they can get it. Young Ninja, is it just me? Or is that the longest final two minutes of the game this year? I'm with you. Man, it was, and it was long because the Thunder, when they got the ball, it was just a straight sprint down the floor and they were at the rim. Three seconds, they were running three seconds off the clock and getting to the bucket. It was driving me crazy. The Lakers run clock, run clock. They score, you go, okay, yes. And then three seconds are off the clock and the Thunder have scored again. And you're right back where you were. And so that created a lot of possessions down the stretch. And, um, man, it was, it was nerve wracking. That's for sure. Get Rui more touches, master lock the late game defense. That's what I'm talking about. The letting the thunder just straight line drive right down the floor and get to the rim. That was tough to see. It was tough to see. Julian, huge game to boost this team's confidence and their momentum going forward. Hopefully we get D'Lo and Davis back next game, start a new win streak. Well, of course we got the news, no D'Lo, but yeah. Um, AD. Hopefully he's back. That's that's what you're kind of resting your hopes on right now. No D'Lo, no LeBron for Friday. Yeah, you've got to get, got to get AD back for that one if you're going to get a win over Minnesota. Again, Minnesota just beat the Clippers, and they look pretty good doing it. Uh, they haven't been great for a while now, but they look good in their last outing. So if you can get the win, you can get the win over uh, Minnesota. That'd be huge, and you're going to need AD in order to do it. Edwin said, not going to lie. It broke my heart to see you lift a Cowboys cup. Go Rams. But can we please extend Austin? I miss Caruso. Hope he comes back uh, one day. Great win tonight. We lived in at the free throw line. Lakers did, but I won't say that I'm sure Thunder fans aren't happy with the whistle, but the Lakers also played with a lot of force getting themselves to the rim, which was really important and, and smart. You know, when your offense, you know it's going to be hit or miss on, on the offensive end. You're not going to have great chemistry. Just get yourself to the rim and get yourself to the free throw line as often as you can. And the Lakers did that. And, and that was just smart. Smart play by the Lakers there. Uh, again, I'm, I don't consider myself necessarily a Cowboys fan. My wife is. So I've got the cup. I happen to be using it tonight. There it is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hopefully I didn't disappoint anybody too much. Lakers, Sean. I didn't like the minutes where Walker ran. Uh, the ball in Reeves was off ball. What were your thoughts? I thought you needed Lonnie's athleticism getting to the bucket. There were moments where he did a little too much, but overall I understand what the thought process was there with Lonnie and thought that his ability to get to the free throw line was really important in this game. So I, di- I didn't hate it. I didn't hate what we saw to Lonnie Walker, even if you're going to accept that there's moments where he may try to do too much. Ultimately, I think he's going to be a net positive for you. Jeff Reeves is now 51% from the field, 39% from three, and 88% from the free throw line for the season. Start him. He's invaluable. He's been fantastic. 
been fantastic all season. And look, something we haven't talked about yet, Malik Beasley was not great in this game. Malik Beasley, 4 for 15, shooting 3 for 12 from 3. That's what happens when you're a three-point shooter. A lot of your effectiveness comes down to whether or not you can hit threes. And Beasley did not do that tonight. Now, part of that is Beasley is a guy who maybe more than anybody else is going to rely upon being on the floor with LeBron, with AD, with D'Lo, because those are the guys that are going to create looks for him, right? That's, that's the way that works. And so you would expect that when Beasley doesn't have those players on the floor with him, he might struggle a bit more because defenses aren't paying all their, all their attention to LeBron, all their attention to AD or D'Lo or whoever. And so it's harder for him to get those wide open looks. Um, that said, 37% from three as a Laker so far for, for Beasley. So this was not a good shooting night for him. Uh, there will be better nights ahead, but you know, you look at games like this and you, and it's, you could say, well, Austin, maybe he's the, the better fit in the starting lineup. I don't think him's going to switch that up right now, but Austin's been great for the Lakers all season. Side I'm up at 15 and eight in the final 23 games. Let's do it. Kobe equals 15. Okay, in a cipher. LA finishes in the eighth seed, 42 and 40, beats Denver. Kobe Denver 03. That'd be nice. I like the prediction. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Raza said, hey, Trevor, you know what's better than two stars and depth? Three stars and depth. Trade D'Lo and Rui and trade and Rui. Sign and trade Kyrie, then sign two wings and a backup point guard. Problem is, if you do a sign and trade for Kyrie, you're taking in a player via sign and trade. Let's assume you have to max him out. So now you're hard capped. Now you've got your issues with Kyrie. Same thing with Russ. Kyrie. LeBron, AD, eating up most of your salaries. How do you pay the rest of your players? How do you keep them and build out an effective roster around them? It's not like, let's say you have a star on the roster at $40 million, You draft another player who becomes a star and you're able to make a trade for a third guy to where really you only have two guys making star money and then everybody else you kind of build up and then you've got their bird rights and then your third guy that's kind of becoming a star, you can give him that bump because you have his bird rights as well of a rookie contract. And then you've got three stars plus all the depth, plus all the depth because you weren't paying those three stars to be stars the entire time. You had somebody on a rookie contract. That's the difference. That's the difference. That's how you can do that. The Lakers, essentially, in order to get Kyrie, if you're going to get him in free agency, you're going to have to gut the roster. Everybody's going to have to go, except for LeBron and AD. Everybody's going to have to go. I'd prefer not to see the team do that. I'd prefer not to do that. You're right. And in fact, if you can have three stars and depth, great. But getting there for this Lakers team, as it's already been constructed with LeBron and AD already on the roster, it's going to be really difficult to, to do that. That's going to be tough. Undressed drafted Reeves efficiency is amazing. It absolutely is. He's been phenomenal and he's one of the guys the lakers are gonna have to pay this summer this new team is no joke great win it's funny what a difference a day makes so many people were down after last night's game and right you know they we saw 26 turnovers so there's reason to be frustrated but riding that roller coaster all right um wicked bronco great team win without ad braun and delo this team pre-trade deadline doesn't win this game agreed and that's been the case recently a lot of these wins we've been seeing we look at and we say well before the trade deadline, they don't win this game. Managed to get it done. Also, Troy still sh shouldn't start. Reeves, Lonnie, Dennis carried us. AD update. Still nothing on, on AD. I, I haven't checked over on Twitter to see if there was something new from uh, from Darwin but, um, on AD, but the hope is I think that he'll play on Friday. Darwin did say pregame that AD was extremely frustrated. And wanted to play in this one. So. All right. Let's see what else we've got going on here. I do need to get to the master lock of the night. We'll get there in just a moment. Trevor Lane Stan said, relieved we won, but honestly, so angry. AD sat out. Have a lot to say. Will you be on AMP this week? Yeah, I'm going to be on there tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, it'll be 8 o'clock Pacific time. I'll be over on the AMP app. and I'll be taking people calling in. Uh, I know... 
you had many go. Oh, I know you had many go at you last night. Oh, people were not happy with me being okay with Wenyan getting minutes last night. Um, don't worry about it, man. Myself, including others, are here for you. Well, I appreciate it. Um, it doesn't bother me. Again, I'm totally okay with disagreeing about basketball. People not not agreeing, thinking the one way is, is a better way to get a win or, or whatever. Somebody says, well, I'd prefer to see this guy and this guy and this guy. And I say, well, no, I'd prefer these players. That's fine. Because you know what? We all want the same thing. We all want to see the Lakers successful. We all want to, see, all want to see them win games. We all want to have fun watching them play. And so if somebody disagrees with me and they say, well, I I prefer to see Mo in these minutes over Wenyan. Great. We can we can definitely have that, that conversation. Um, not a problem. Not a problem with uh, with me. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Master Lock of the Night. The Master Lock of the Night. We take whatever was the most annoying thing from the game. We put it in our buddy Chris, the Masterpiece Masters, finishing hold, the Master Lock. So what gets Master Locked from this game? The Lakers get the win. So that in and of itself was good. But I think the most annoying or frustrating thing around this game, it's still injuries. It's still injuries. I need to master lock the injury bug. And ideally, not let go of the hold. I don't care if he's tapping out. He deserves to feel some pain. AD missing this game, dealing with this injury he's managing. And now, mid-show, we get word that D'Lo, who we hoped was going to be back tonight, for this game against OKC, and then it was, okay, well, he should be back for Friday against Minnesota. No, now we find out he's not even back for that one. Plus, Dennis Schroeder's ankle touches the ground. Plus, LeBron suffering injuries. Leave the Lakers alone, injury bug. He is very much getting the master lock tonight. Ridiculous stuff. It's un- unbelievable how unlucky the Lakers have been on the injury front. Sheik Davis said, people, get a hold of yourselves. I can't believe what I'm seeing in the chat about AD not playing. Bottom line, the Lakers got the victory, and that's what matters. Also, resting AD, Braun, and and D'Lo equals plus money. It it is, but imagine how upset people would be if the Lakers had lost this game. Like, this was a must-win game. Imagine if the Lakers had lost this game, how people would be reacting about Anthony Davis. If you think this is bad, what if OKC shot... 35% 35% from deep instead of 28%. And then the Lakers lose this game. The Lakers shot 46% from three in this game. What if they shot 35% instead of 46%? And then they lose this game. Imagine how different the conversation would be about AD. Sometimes, you know, it's it's an oversimplification to say the, the NBA is a make or miss league. But it kind of is too, right? I mean... And it changes the entire context of the conversation. It changes the tone and everything, depending on whether or not your team wins. Uh, Ham seems slow. OKC was killing us down low. No Mo. Lonnie is balling. No minutes. Continuing to go super small for no reason. He was looking, trying to find whatever he could that was going to work, that was going to see them through. There were moments where I thought he didn't push the right buttons or turn to the right guys, but ultimately they got it done. They got the win. Again, you can argue you needed more Mo Bamba, particularly in the second half. I was okay with going Wenyan because I think the concern was trying to defend the three-point line, but you're going to give up some stuff at the rim when you go that way. And that's that's what they did, and they accepted that trade-off. Wicked Bronco. Also, OKC's announcers complain a lot. I watch the home broadcast when games are on NBA League Pass just to get the, uh, the non-Lakers biased group they cried foul every play. There's, you know, I used to do that. There was a point where when I would use League Pass, I, I would not be able to pick which announce crew I wanted. I wasn't using the uh, the web version. And so I would get a lot of the opposing announcers and stuff like that. And it, you, you hear a lot of different crews. There are some crews that call it pretty much down the middle and some who don't. Some who very much fall on the side of, um, they're more homers, right? They're presenting things very, very clearly through the lenses of their team, and they complain about fouls. And I'll be honest, when I do playback, when I do the play-by-play or whatever, we don't do an exact play-by-play replica or anything, but when we do that, I probably fall more in that category. I complain about foul calls. We get into stuff and everything, and that's just kind of how I feel in the moment. So I understand it, but 
if you are a an announced crew and that's your job is to do the play-by-play, I tend to prefer them that they be a bit more down the middle, particularly when it's the national broadcast. When it's the national broadcast and you can hear a very clear, like it's not a team guy doing it and you can hear a very clear lean one way, that's more frustrating. I prefer it to be a bit more down the middle, but I understand too, like the the home announced crew is supposed to present the home fans perspective and that's what they're what they're trying to do it can be frustrating but some are some are better than others that's for sure uh ramon i see braun in a boot for two weeks ramp up for two weeks then back on the court playing all info leads me to believe plantar fascia tear or rupture no list frank well i mean the lakers obviously would hope it's ramp up for a week and then back and you know three weeks total out but that still means i mean there's not much time left in the season not much time left. So you got to find a way to win enough games to get back in the playoff mix without him. That's the reality for the Lakers because two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you're not, you're, you're going to have to win games. You're going to have to make a playoff push without him. That's just the reality. There's not enough time left in the season. And it's unfortunate. It really is. It's unfortunate. All right. Let's do. Do one more, and then we'll uh, we'll call it an evening. A good win for the Lakers, but Giddy is from my hometown, so I do like to see him balling out. Good work, Trev. Love your show, and playback is great fun. Oh, well, thank you so much, Campbell. Appreciate that. And uh, if Giddy is from your hometown, fully get rooting for him and all of that. He He's a tremendous player. He's exciting. OKC, man, they've got some upside. They're going to get Chet Holmgren. Imagine what they might get in the draft this year. Who knows? Maybe they luck out and get Wembenyama. They've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander's tremendous You've got a ton of different draft picks. Man, that team can really be something in a few seasons. I think even next year, they could be a playoff team. They're uh, they're good. And their coaching staff, I, their coaching staff knows what they're doing. They're good. I like what I see out of them. I like what I see. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap things up there. I do have some super chats that I didn't get to. I, I should get to those tomorrow. I'll do another show. But appreciate you guys for joining me. Make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel if you're not doing so already. Turn on those notifications. Keep you up to date on everything on the injury front, everything going on in the world of the Los Angeles Lakers. Thank you guys once again. Truly, thank you for joining me tonight. Big win for the Lakers. Much needed win. Glad to see them get it done. No D'Lo Friday. Now all eyes on Anthony Davis. Will he play in Friday's game? Lakers are going to need him in an important game against the Wolves. Till next time, see ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.